All right. So uh, listen, man, I'm like, this is, you are a soul melting, amazing uh, <laughs> cup of coffee kind of guy that changes someone's life, dude, man. I just wanted to say, I love you. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man, very much. I, um, like I said, dude, I, I had to reach out to you after listening to that interview. Um, it was so good. And when you started talking about the stuff with, with your friend who passed away and uh, that little short phrase of, like, just go crazy or whatever it was, like, I was like, you know, I've, I've learned, man, life is short, dude. And the relationships we have are the things that matter in this life. And uh, and I'm a firm believer that 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 when people do good things, acknowledge it. Let them know it. Let them know you appreciate it. And so that's why I was like, after I listened to that interview, I was like, I got to reach out to them. So. Well, it was well received, and uh, we're jumping right into it. But for those that don't know, um, we're doing a little uh, audio podcast with a dear friend of mine that I've I can't wait to feel find out why we're even this much love together. But this is Kevin Lowe, um, and him and I have been uh, communicating pretty frequently via uh, digitally and, and keeping in touch. I'm a big fan of his his content and what he puts out, and he's a positive guy. Um, he sent me a note the other day that melted my soul. He listened to an interview I did with Jay Shear, and um, it was well received, and it was. Uh, I, I love that you broke the mold too because I'm the guy, Kevin, that like I'm I'm the dude that will stop a complete I was actually giving an example. Yesterday I'm playing soccer and uh, playing against a team I've never played against before, and there's this guy on there, the opposing team. He's he's all singing, all dancing, man of man. He's like six three, <laughs> like his biceps are the size of my waist. I'm like, who is this? Who is this specimen as a human? And I'm just like, we're probably ha- half into the game. And I'm marking him. I'm, I'm a defender, so and he's playing forward. In the middle of the game, out of nowhere, I go, "Dude, you are like, you are like perfect." I'm like, "God bless you, bro. You're like gorgeous." And it, you could tell he probably's never been told that from a dude. And I love to break. Yeah. I, I, my motive is pure. I'm not. I'm not doing it for him to say thank you. I'm not doing it for him to remember me. I'm doing it because it's like. Bro, I literally said verbatim, like, you're my spirit animal, man. Like, you're like a monster. But my point is to, to go out of your comfort zone and to tell someone or something that they've, they've, they've impacted you is awesome, man. So kudos to you for taking that time. And, and yeah, the, 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 the saying is for my buddy who passed away, do something crazy. And I'm not even kidding you. I told a girlfriend of mine. I said, when I started reading your note, bro, you took me so off guard and actually, you actually speak like my buddy who passed away that for a blip, like psychologically, I think neurologically, my brain went, yo, is that Matt? Because it was just so, it was so uplifting. And Matthew was one of the only people in my life that didn't mind actually saying like, I believe in you, right? We're so geared yeah. as dudes to be like. I mean, we grew up in the same era. I'm assuming. I'm I'm uh, kissing forty. Are you singing and dancing around the four o? I'm getting way too close. <laughs> you and me both, bro. I'm I'm tiptoeing. And I tell you, it's we grew up in that era that like greed is good. You know, fucked or be fucked, and like I don't know. And for you to take the time out of your day that. 
and and not ultimately give compliments. Thank you, brother. Oh, dude, I am. Uh, that means the world to me. Uh, thank you, thank you so much. Now, what? Why this is going to be really bad? But this is the this is the old age starting to creep in. Why do I feel like we grew up together, or is it because is your is your sister someone I grew up with? Like, why is it that I feel like we're brothers from another mother? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. You know what? I think just that good people are attracted to good people. I mean, I mean, we got a lot in common. I mean, if we're we're hovering around the same age, I'm I'm you know thirty seven. Um, we're you know beachside town natives. Um. I mean, we, we got a lot, we got a lot going. Give me, give me your, give me your sweet nothings of like who Kevin Lowe is. Are you from, you're from the Flagler Beach area? So I'm Ormond Beach, Ormond Beach native. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, born and raised here in Ormond, all of my family, um, pretty much is, is, is in the Ormond area. Um, and everybody's kind of, people have gotten spread out as, as life has gone on, but, um, but I mean, the large majority of my, my mom's side of family, immediate family, as well as my my dad's uh, family, all from from this area. And um, and so yeah, man, Ormond Ormond has been hometown, um, you know. And and you know, it, it, it's kind of funny, you know, growing up. I mean, you you always kind of think that you're gonna go up and like you know go on to bigger or better things and. I'm one of them who, who, who never left. I stayed here. And, and it's funny, though, because I'm sure you probably see this, too, where the older we get, the more people who did run away and leave, they end up coming back. <laughs> I just you know? I just said that to somebody. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's like. What, what did. So you don't do you don't have a sister named Becky, right? I have a sister, but not named Becky. Okay, because I graduated with a, a really <laughs> sweet girl that literally meets your like DNA to as far as loving, kind, and just a, a unicorn in her yeah. own sense. And her name's Becky Lowe. And I thought, what would be the chances? And maybe that's why I'm in love with you so much. But that's <laughs> it's just pretty wild. So, did you go to Seabreeze? I did. Yes. Yes, I am a fan crab. Nice, I bro. Yes. And you were what class of like oh four? Um, oh, 05. Oh, 05. Okay, okay. And, yeah. dude, if you don't mind, bro, like, your story's got to be... I mean, you had said that this, this show today kind of correlates to your renewal of your heart and soul to God and also when you became blind. Yes. I, if you're open to sharing that, and my apologies if I'm overstepping my, my boundaries here, but I love to hear your story. Yeah, well, well, dude, that that's what I'm all about. Um, literally, at the time that me and you are recording this, um, literally, I am one day away from the 20th anniversary uh, of when I say when my life was saved, and also the day that my life was forever changed. Wow. Um, so, so this was back. So that was 2003. Um, so we're talking uh, junior year of Seabreeze High School. Um, and, uh, life, life was going amazing. Uh, I had a, a big four wheel drive Ford F-150. Um, and, uh, oh my gosh, the thing was my baby. <laughs> and, um, I got her when I turned 16. Um, and I think, I think all of us like 
our fast day over our, you know, our first car. Of course. And, um, and so I had it. And so it's junior year high school. Things are going amazing. Um, and I had been having to like some health, health issues. And, and I say like health issues kind of hesitantly because we didn't really even realize that they were quote unquote health issues. They were just some things and things that like weren't getting addressed by, by my pediatrician. And, um, some of these things were, you know, here I am 17 years old. Um, I've still not really hit my growth spurt. I'm a little dude. I'm only five foot three. I haven't really even started going through puberty. Um, I'm having migraine headaches every day of my life. Um, my mom, you know, explains to the doctor, you know, she's like, listen, he drinks more than any human you've ever seen. And, and the doctor always just blew everything off. Like, oh, he's just, you know, he's a late bloomer. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no. And so finally, you know, thank goodness for a, for a mom and a grandma who were finally like, okay, like enough's enough. Like we got to get him to a different doctor. And so I went to a different doctor, just an, another just general family doctor who literally took one look at, at me, one look at my chart, pulled my mom out in the hallway and was like, listen, he's like, we got to get him to a specialist. And he's like, uh, something's just not right. Wow. And so that literally would be the first domino that would fall. And from that point, the dominoes started falling faster and faster and faster. Um, what would end up happening is the results of an MRI would come back. Um, my mom was, was in her car driving actually to meet me and, um, my stepdad and stepbrother, we were down, we had at the time, we had a, a boat that we kept down at Pretty and Jack's yeah, um, yep. at the marina there. And uh, we were headed for my favorite trip was we would take the boat up the, up the intercoastal up to St. Augustine for the weekend. And so my mom's headed to meet us when she gets a call from the doctor and with the results of the, the recent MRI. And he, he tells her, he's like, listen, um, he said, the MRI came back. He said, it's worse than I ever imagined. Um, he said, I have on the other line, the leading pediatric neurosurgeon, um, who was also, thank goodness, located just in Orlando, Florida. He's like, um, I'm going to have you get on the phone. They're going to schedule uh, an appointment. Wow. So my mom does that. Um, and my mom waited to tell me, until we got up to St. Augustine. And um, she she tells the story that I was down in the cabin of our boat, flipping through a, through a dirt bike magazine. I was digging to, into, to racing dirt bikes. And um, and I'm flipping through a dirt bike magazine, and she comes down, and she sits down, and she, she tells me the news. And, um, you know, we didn't know really much of anything but hearing that you have a brain tumor just was so scary and, and all i can remember man is is literally it's like um you know like sometimes in your memory like you 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 just remember like almost like snapshots um and the next snapshot is me just like running down the dock to the top of the top of the marina um and climbing up the stairs and 
standing at the railing, just with my arms crossed, looking out over this beautiful marina, um, just lost, um, not understanding it. And at that time, I didn't even didn't even understand it. You know, I mean, right. brain tumor. It sounds scary, but didn't realize. And so, um, went into that first appointment with the, with the doctor and he really like assured us, he's like, listen, he's like, I know it's scary. He's like, but it's okay. Um, thankfully it was a non-cancerous brain tumor. Um, thank goodness. Um, but it was large. It was compared to the size of a plum. Um, it had completely encased my pituitary gland, it was in the crosshairs of my optic nerve and had begun pressing against my carotid artery. And so literally they said that without it being removed, I had at most six months to live. Wow. And, um, and, and so when you, you think of the fact that at 17 years old, I'm living my best life, and I was six months away from dying. Jeez. And had no idea. And um, surgery date was set uh, for October 28, 2003. Um, in the meantime, I named my tumor Bob, Bob the Tumor. Um, we had a going away Bob party um, and uh, with, with my family because, you know, this was, it was, it was a speed bump. Right. We, we figured out now what the problem was and, we get rid of the speed bump and life can get back to normal. Um, you know, the doctor said I'd be back to school in about three to four weeks after surgery. The The biggest complaint I had is that he said I had to stay off of my four-wheeler for about six months. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, you know, but other than that, you know, I'm back at, back at high school, immediately dropping out of trigonometry, becoming an office aide for the, like, two weeks, you know, uh, before surgery and, and telling all my, you know, buddies, like, see you later, suckers, you know, I'm out of here. <laughs> and, right. um, and, and so then, um, everything, everything changed, man. Um, I went into that, that surgery, um, like I said, expecting literally just a speed bump. And, um, instead I, I rolled through the doors of the operating room, um, and, um, as I say, my life died on that table, the operating room table, and a new life began. And um, basically, nothing went right. Um, the surgery, the surgery went great. Um, neurosurgeon came out after the massive surgery. Um, they literally had to cut like the the front like quadrant of my my skull off. Um, so like I have a scar that goes basically ear to ear. And then luckily they did a good job of, of under you, but there's like where they literally removed that first like front quadrant of my, of my skull to, to then literally almost like lift up the brain to get to this tumor. And, um, he came in though. He told my mom, told my family that everything went great. Um, it was just a success just as he expected. Um, and, but things went really crazy. Apparently, um, a lot of my sodium levels were, were out of whack. Um, and so they said like, I, you know, went from just super combative. Um, they said I, I turned into the incredible Hulk. Um, 
And it took literally my entire extended family was there around the clock for two weeks um, in the ICU with me, helping to take care of me. And, um, but it was literally, I think, maybe a day or two after surgery when my mom was in the, was in the room with me along with the head nurse. And, um, and the nurse, uh, he was, uh, getting my attention to the pulse ox little machine they, they'll put on your finger or your toe. And, uh, if you've ever been in the hospital, you know, those things are as annoying as you can get. And, right. um, apparently, apparently I kept trying to rip it off. Well, he, he's like, Kevin, he's like, do you see this? He's like, you don't take this off. Do you see this? And apparently there was like a red light on it. And my mom said that I, I said, no, I, I don't see anything. Wow. And like, what? And he, he looked at my, he looked at my mom and um, my mom looked at him and he, he walked over and he turned on the, the light switch and he flicked the light switch on and off, on and off. He's like, Kevin, do you see this? And I said, no, no, it's just black. It's just black. I was left completely blind in both eyes. Um, I didn't know this prior to becoming blind, but when people say that they're blind, uh, the large percentage of people have still some vision. Um, It is actually very rare to be completely blind. Um, But I was left completely blind. So no light perception, no shapes, no shadows, nothing but black. Um, I also lost my ability to smell, um, had short-term memory loss for six months and then started a world of, of meditations. Um, so I have the pituitary gland so that controls all your hormones and everything. And so I had to start taking medications, um, and which I still take today, 20 years later, and it's still a balancing act. Um, some days are amazing. Some days are awful where I have no energy. But uh, power of, of, of medications. I mean, I got on growth hormone, started growing. Um, I still, my growth plates had not closed. So, so now I'm up to almost like six foot tall. Um, and uh, so I started growing. Um and you know, but um, but the big thing was was the blindness. Because um, you know, it, it's one thing to say I went blind, but it's another thing to say that literally my world changed. Everything I ever knew, ever loved, ever dreamed about was taken from me in an instant. Jeez, this is <clears throat> and um, go ahead. Yeah, no, what, what was that? Are you, are you there? Yep, what was happening? Can you hear me? Um. Yes, yes, I can hear you. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, did you ask a question? <laughs> well, you were kind of just like saying like your world, I mean, I'm like kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Dude, um, you know, it was, um, it was just, it was rough, man. It was so rough for a long, long time. Um, and, and what was crazy, dude, is, um, 
I went back for many follow-up MRIs over the over the, the years, and every time me and my mom we would go into the 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 doctor with the with the the neurosurgeon, and um, he he to this day he doesn't understand why I can't see. Everything is intact. Um, the optic nerve is is there, yet the optic nerve they, it's an optic optic nerve atrophied, um, and. Um, and I can remember um, that, that that doctor. Um, I call him my hero because he he saved my life. And and um, we would go into those appointments, and and I can remember me and my mom. We would just sit there and cry, and he would cry with us. Wow. Um, and I still email him. He's moved on. He lives um, in another part of the country. Um, now, but I still I email him and correspond with him every anniversary. Because every every anniversary, I take the time to track him down wherever he is to uh, let him know that I thank him uh, for giving me another year. Jeez. And um, you know, and so 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 life was was flipped upside down. But um, but we I never stopped moving forward though. Um, and from day one, I had the craziest goal. Now, when I talk about school, um, talking about that junior year of high school, things were going great. At that point in my life, school had suddenly not become the worst thing that had ever happened. Um, right. Like I had finally had like a cool group of friends. Things were going good. But I still would always pray that I got the flu so I would skip like get, and stay home for like a week. You right, know? right, right. And so, and so, wouldn't you have thought that like at that point, like, I kind of got handed a get out of free school card. You know, like right. like nobody's gonna think anything bad of me. Like I don't ever go back to school. Yet from day one, I had a I had a dream, I had a goal, and that was to still graduate with my class. Wow. And, um, I, uh, I freaking did it, dude. I, um, I never went back to school the rest of my junior year. Um, instead I had, uh, teachers as part of a program called a hospital homebound. Um, so I had three different teachers who, who my mom would drop me off in the morning, uh, before work, she'd drop me off at my grandparents' house and I'd stay there all day with, with my Nana and, uh, I had these three teachers who would come each each day. I had one who taught me my school subjects, another one who taught me how to to start reading Braille and how to start using a talking computer and all this stuff, and then a third teacher who was my mobility instructor. And um, those three women they they helped me. They caught me up with my schoolwork to the point that I made it back to Sea Breeze for the start of my senior year. Um, at that time, we uh, were on like, a block schedule, so we had like four classes a day. And so I went back um, for just one class a day um, in the morning to help me just, quote unquote, like be part of my senior year. Right. Um, and it was good. It was also really hard. Um, I, um, I had a really big group of friends. And, um, 
I don't I don't judge anybody in any way, shape, or form, especially back then. I mean, everybody was we were kids. But out of that big, huge group of friends, I only had four that stuck with me. Wow. And um, and um, and so it was it was tough, kind of going back to school. You know, everybody just still living living the life that that I just got robbed of. Um, but I did it, dude, and I freaking walked across the stage at the Ocean Center for my for my graduation, and uh, that was pretty awesome. But uh, but my my faith my faith is a huge part of my story, and um, my faith is something I I leaned on heavy. Um, a lot of people, when tragedy strikes, sometimes they they blame God and they they. To get away from God. Instead, the only reason I'm where I am today is because of God. And um, and I didn't even realize it till years and years later. Honestly, just a few years ago, it hit me. Was you know what? That wasn't me speaking about. Oh, I just want to graduate with my class. I realized now, looking back, that that was all God. And that was God wanting to show me right off the bat that you know what, Kevin, even even in this new life, you're still going to be able to do great things. And I believe in all my heart that it was God who put that desire on my heart, and um, He showed me with a little little grit, little grace, um, you could do great things, and I did it. Wow! Leading up to your this injury, so to speak, this, this, what, were you already a Christ follower, so to speak, or were you your average teenager where you were like, I, I believe, but I don't want to be told like, where, where were you at? Yeah. So I, I was, so I had become a Christian when I was in middle school. Um, through my Diana, my Diana nice. um, was the one who helped me like, uh, accept Christ, um, as my Lord and Savior. Um, and that was, I think during like sixth grade, I did that. And then, and then, you know, I would go to church a little bit with my Nana down at Daytona First Baptist. Um, and, um, and then in high school, um, I actually, um, in like, um, in sophomore and even that junior year, we, the really like, you know, it wasn't like we didn't go to church and stuff, but at school, I always did like the, uh, we had what we call like church lunch and, um, and, and that was at one of the local churches and stuff. We would, would do like a church lunch and they'd have like kind of like Bible study. And then I also though did a, um, um, a new believers class that was, was with one of our teachers, um, Mr. Gamash. And, um, he would do a new believers class. And, and so uh, that was probably the biggest impact at that point of, of learning more. But, but I didn't at that point have a relationship with Jesus. Gotcha. Um, that didn't develop until after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I say, I say there, there's one thing to, um, you know, like believe in God, um, to be a Christian, but you can take it to a whole other level when you finally get to, to have a relationship with your creator. Um and and for me, um, you know, man, it was it was so hard what happened. Um, and I, I tell people that um, 
the only reason I'm here today is is because of two things is is because of my relationship with Jesus Christ and my family. Right. And I tell people all the time that that if it wasn't for both of those, um, I would have found a way to kill myself. Right. Because there were so many nights that I would would literally lie in bed and lie in bed and I would just beg and plead for God to give me the give me the courage to kill myself God. so it can be over. But but every time I, I wouldn't go any further than that because I it, I always thought about my family and I thought to myself, what what am, what is that gonna do to them? Right. And um and so I always say that it, it's it's through God that I did it and it's because of my family that I did it. Didn't ever even try. Um and um you know though, um little little, you know, kind of last piece on on, on the thing with, with God and, and stuff is, you know, sometimes um the hard part about being a, a believer, being a follower of Jesus is, you know, we we we, we touch on you talk about like, the power of prayer and um and I had everybody praying for me. I prayed every single night that I would would be able to see again, whether it was through a, a surgery, uh, medicine, through just God healing me in the nighttime. And and yet every morning I would wake up and I'd see the same thing as I did when my eyes were closed. Wow. And yet that didn't mean that God wasn't real. It just means that God has a plan. And sometimes his plan is so much bigger than we can comprehend. And I literally this morning had a conversation with my mom. I was at breakfast with my mom and, um, and I told her, I said, you know, I said, I was thinking about things this morning and I thought, you know, there's, there's like that Garth Brooks song, you know, about like, you know, thanking God for unanswered prayers. And I said, you know, I said, uh, 20 years later, um, you know, maybe there was a reason for it all. Um, a, a reason far greater than I realized. Um, and you know what? I've come to a point where I'm cool with that. Um, I reached a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? My goal was just to make my creator proud. Wow. I'm, <clears throat> I am... I'm blown away on multiple levels, but the one the one on top of all of it is that I've I've actually had this conversation with someone before about when I I I went through an injury once and it was on a scale from one to ten a point zero one, but my my weak mental stability in the moment and was like I've made it out of a ten and I was so mad at myself and. I've, I used to say to myself, like, what would have been a better? Not knowing what would have been different and knowing no, like knowing no different or knowing there was a difference. And for you to have gone and still to, to live, to wake up one day with no sight, I, I literally cannot imagine. For me to have not shook my hand at God under my circumstances, which was, a, 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 you know, a such a minute issue and I didn't shake my hand at God and I thought I had accomplished something. I'm beyond proud of you. And 
it's so admirable that in the midst of because you could have you could have at any point blamed someone something because this was this was this wasn't something it's just incredible bro this story is leaving me like flabbergasted that you that you that this cultivated a closer relationship with god and not a uh, a multi-billion dollar lawsuit that you don't sleep at night because you're suing everyone and their mothers because of a you know malpractice and then you're you hate the world and this wasn't fair and this and that. I mean the list could go on and on and on of a of a person and a brand you could be representing under these circumstances because it wasn't your fault and yeah I'm just I'm proud of you man I'm really not proud as a superior of yours like I'm proud you have made it here I'm like looking up at you going like I am so I'm 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 thankful to even have this story in my my life because it shows it shows a strength and it shows courage and it shows real wrestling with God I I literally cannot imagine the hundreds of hours you've probably wrestled and, and toiled with yourself and God and those. I'm just, and for you to give me even that much more of a understanding of the physical, I didn't know, I didn't know that the majority of people that are blind, you know, somehow it's blurry or this, which still my heart aches for anyone under those circumstances, but for you to have like straight blackness over within a few hours, you know, basically, and to, yeah. w- to wake up n- not with sight, I I just, I'm proud of you, man, I just, I can't even imagine, and I'm not over here going, oh, woe is you, and I'm, I'm, I'm stringing a violin, I'm sitting here going, you are a strong monster, you are a Hulk, <laughs> I mean, to have overcome, and one of the things I had found fascinating, because you've shared bits and pieces of your story over the, over this, this, getting to know each other more digitally, I was fascinated with like, how is he even communicating with me? How is he? Nav- <laughs> like, you're so digitally um, in tune. Like you're 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 socially active. You're com- you're commenting. You're this. And uh, can you share some of that? Like, how have you become? Is it the technology that you are? Have you? That's. I find that to be. You've just persevered, and I'm not just that attractive. Like, how do you talk online more than I am? How have you, how, when you start, so here we are, I mean, being an adolescent alone, sound mind, sound body is hard enough. God, now you, here we are as an adolescent, you're a young man, we're trying to find our way, and now you have no sight. This, where, what was your true north? Was it complete reliance on just, praying and relying like God or did 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 opportunities start to arise or not arise like how did you start to cultivate the adulting side of life post high school so it was um for a long time it was a survival mode wow um yeah um so even even after even after graduating um you know, there was there was just a lot of time spent learning to live again. Um, there's a difference between living and living, loving life. Um, 
And, you know, it took a long time. Like I said, probably longer than, than even just somebody who, say, went blind because of the other effects of the brain surgery, of of the pituitary issue um, that, that took its toll on me. Um, but it was, it was a lot of, of just literally going through the motions. Um, I, I dabbled in um, going to, to college um, at uh, Daytona State. Yep. But that was, that was short-lived. Um, that was, um, they, they would set me up with, a, with an A, like to take notes and stuff at and it was just, it was just a, it was a train wreck. <laughs> so so that that didn't last very long. Um, but but I did a lot um, with with like the blind center. So down in Daytona, um, near near Daytona State College, is a huge blind uh, center that that honestly before this happened, I had no idea it even existed. And yet there's division of blind services. There's center for the visually impaired. Um, there's all these services down there. And so, so I did, I did, um, a lot of classes down there. Um, but then really I spent a lot of time with my Nana. Um, like I said, um, my mom, you know, would, would go on to work. Um, and I stayed with my Nana and, um, when I look back at it, man, uh, I got to become best friends with my grandmother. Right. And literally, she is the one who, who I honestly spent the most time with for years and years. Um, because, you know, I, in some ways, I felt like I was knocked back down to a child. You know, I, I went from, from the freedom of having my own, own vehicle. I mean, I, I had my own job. I worked um, my whole sophomore year. I worked as a, a bad boy at Publix. And then, the summer, the summer before my junior year, I quit public and went to work for my dad. Um, and he has a, a, a big like, land clearing company. And so running backhoes and bulldozers out in the woods. And, and, and I did that up until I went blind. And, um, you know, I was, was knocked back down to where I kind of felt like a child. But, um, getting, you know, getting dropped off at, at Nana's house. But uh, but when I look back on it, man, what a blessing! Because to this day, I get to be best friends with my nana. I literally call her every night at eight o'clock to to just check on her and my papa to see how they're doing today. Uh, because I'm friends with her, right. and so so that that time period um, lasted for about. Nine to ten years. Um, the professionals at the blind centers, um, they would always tell my my mom, uh, my grandmother, my dad, whoever they met with, um, that Kevin needs to accept what has happened to him and move forward. Wow. Um, I think that is the biggest... Um, slap in the face that you can tell somebody um and nothing would make me more furious than when people would say stuff like that um kevin took his own time kevin was on his own timeline just like i believe everyone is and everybody should be 
who faces a life-changing event is no one should ever tell you how quickly you should be accepting of it and to move on. Right. Um, what really changed things for me was um, probably in, I think it had to have been maybe around two, maybe about 2011, I'm thinking, I got offered the opportunity to do a job readiness program through the Center for the Visually Impaired. And it was the the only reason I signed up for it um, was that at the end of it, they told me that they would set me up with an internship at a job of my choice. And so I was like, all right, sweet. So, so I put up with the uh, three month job readiness program, which I said was blind daycare. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was was, was totally stupid. Um, and I was I, luckily I made friends with a couple of old guys in the class who who they had you know become blind and uh, I mean the one dude was like a New Yorker and the other was like a guy from from Cuba um, and like the three of us would literally just sit in the back of the room and make fun of the whack jobs that we were with <laughs> and, um, and so but at the end of it I got set up with an internship now. Everything I had ever thought about doing for a career path um, was no longer available because it all relied around vision. Um, I was big into drawing. And so in school, in high school, I was big into, to, I took a drafting in architecture and stuff. And I really thought that that's what I would end up possibly doing, um, becoming an architect. And uh, so... Um, this job writing this program, they, you know, spent a lot of time trying to figure out what kind of stuff are you interested in? Well, there were two avenues that, that I had expressed interest in. And the one was travel, um, because I, traveling was something that I was really blessed with all growing up. Um, and when I look back at it now, I can see that again, God's hands were at work, um, as a child, but I didn't even realize it because, I got to go on a lot of vacations. I got to go do so many different things from snow skiing in West Virginia to, to traveling to Alaska to going to California or lobstering in the Florida Keys um, to riding dirt bikes through, you know, the Ocala National Forest. Um, I got to do all these things. And, and I realized though, after going blind that I love to travel even more because I got to just get out and experience life. And um, so I got an internship at a local travel agency um, down in South Daytona. And then I also got a internship at uh, WNDB AM 1150, where I worked on the morning drive radio program. And, um, and so I did those internships um, were both awesome. The radio station was by far my favorite. Um, Literally, I got to sit in the studio with the the host and the guy Dave behind the board and uh, was in there and it was all like, you know, local political issues and stuff. And, and I was supposed to not technically be on air. I was technically supposed to just be like in a corner on my little laptop computer looking up news stories for us to talk about. Well, luckily, the guy, the guy I Greg, he would always see me kind of uh, laughing and rolling my eyes at different topics. And lo and behold, he'd turn my mic on and be like, Kev, what's, what's your take on this? You know? right. and, uh, and so 
so that was cool. And, and so that, though, um, led to those internships ended. And um, I was kind of back at square one. And that's when, in 2013, um, I got to enter the world of entrepreneurship. Um, and I opened my own home-based travel agency nice. um, in, in January of 2013. And uh, that kind of brings me kind of segue to the technology aspect when you're talking about how do I even correspond with you, you know, a messenger and all that. And, and that is the power of talking software. Um, so I have a laptop computer, uh, just like anybody would have, but I install a software program called JAWS. And, uh, and JAWS um, literally turns the computer into completely accessible. And so I, I can't use a mouse, so instead I do everything on the computer with keystroke commands. And as I'm doing that, there's this voice talking. And so they call it a screen reader. And so um, literally as I'm on you know, uh, a website or whatever, I'm you know, hitting the arrow key or the tab key and uh, jumping between the links and it's reading everything to me. Or as I'm typing, it, it's telling me what I'm typing. Um, it's incredible. Now, then of course, the evolution of the iPhone happened and that, again, total game changer. Um, still keeps uh, just changing the game with apps and stuff. But now, like the, the all of Apple's products are 100% accessible for the blind, and just like my iPhone, um, literally built into the iPhone is a, a thing called Voiceover. You turn it on in the settings, right? And now your your iPhone's 100% accessible to the blind, right? Um, and uh, yeah, man. And so that that kind of like segues up to. To really like the 2013 um, is when is when really things kind of started changing uh, for me and in my story that I was living out. Um, where I really kind of transitioned and and I struggled I struggled with with moving forward in in this life. And that meaning that I was accepting or that I was okay with, like, what happened to me? Right. Um, you know, it was like by me choosing to, to move forward, it was almost like me, like, like being like, oh, it's, it's okay. And um, finally, I read a, read a book, listened to the audio book, and um, at the end of this audio book, um, it was, it was actually a book about a guy, um, Eric Weinmayer. Now, he is the first blind person to ever summit Mount Everest. Wow. Um, which happened to be in the year 2003, same year that I went blind. Um, but this particular book was about him kayaking the Grand Canyon. Um, and so at the end of his book, though, there was, was um, a character, and it was, the guide who had guided him down the river. And there was a scene in the book where the guide, he, he's standing out in the middle of the, of the river, the Colorado river, I think it is. And he's out in the middle, waist deep in this flowing current. And, and I remember it described him with his, his hands out, outstretched, you know, on his sides and his fingers were, were splayed. 
and he let the current in the water just run through his fingers. And he was sitting there having a conversation with the river. There was one thing he said that resonated. And he said to the river, he said, I'll be back someday, but for now I've got more life to live. And when I heard that, I, I stopped it. I rewound it. I listened to it again. And I listened to it again. And at that moment, everything changed for me. So I thought to myself, I don't have to give up on hope. I don't have to give up on faith that I'll see again. But it might not be till I'm in heaven. And that's okay. Because for now, I got more life to live. It's incredible, bro. Is yeah. that, does it, is it taking, I mean, I know this is a rhetorical question, but that renewal of the mind every single day and that the joy that you have is, is because of the Lord, so to speak, is it, is it one of those things where the, like that inner person that we deal with on a daily basis that we have to fight and, and, and subdue, tie up, maybe even smack around a bit and tell it to shut up. Like, what is that like as we're, because adulting's not getting easier, it's getting, I would say, heavier, right? So we're getting stronger, You're, we're supposed to get more agile and more wise, and I'm not one of these people that think, oh, things are getting easier, even as whether bank accounts are getting bigger or smaller, whether whether responsibilities are getting bigger or smaller, everything seems to be getting heavier, right? And with that being said, obviously with your relationship with God, taking a constant renewal of the mind on the daily and you only being as good as your last 24, what is, what's life right now like? What type of, your seasons, do they seem to, how do you navigate the seasons now with like this adulting thing as we're kissing 40? What's, are you, are you someone that's found in your, in your darkest, in your, in your most private hour? Are you a, are you a, and I'll give you an, I'll give you why I'm asking you this. For instance, am I, what I'm trying to get better at is in the privacy of my four walls. I'm an asshole. I'm a big asshole, like I'm not to anyone more than I am myself, as far as identifying quickly what I don't have, what I want, not necessarily materialistic, but maybe vanity wise and, and, and at goals and things. And it's like I can immediately identify quickly what all the things that I've got to do. Um, it's funny, you and I are like, we, we are absolutely kindred spirits because I had this... I used to want to like break my arm on the daily to go to. I hated school. I disdained it. Like I, 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 I don't know why. I look back on it. I'm like, why did I hate it that that much? But I hated it, dude. I, I thought it was like yeah. literally like a like a like a jail sentence every day. I like it was like weeping on the way to school. I hated it, and I, it resonates with me because I, the average person would be like, bro, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, you don't understand. So I. My point in saying that is that my it, it's trickled into my adulting life where if I know I've got to do something that's not something I want to do, it's like it consumes me and I don't know and I get so mad at myself 
and I'm trying to get better. And those that know me and have shared four walls with me know that I'm not as kind as I am when I leave out in the world because I preach this relentlessly. And that is, it's a lot easier to be, it's a lot easier to punch someone in the face than it is to be nice. And I don't do it in the privacy of my own four walls because I get, I just, I allow people, things, and situations to consume me sometimes. How are you in the privacy of your own four walls? And if you're willing to share, do you, do you, are you, are you, a, do you have that raging Hulk in you still that you have to look at and feel like you have to address him and say, listen, you son of a bitch, you're not going to win today. You're not, you, you sit down, I'm standing up or, or have you found this true peace? Like, where are you at with that? Is this even making sense? You feel me? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it makes total sense. Um, I, you know, man, I was always forever. I'm talking before, before blindness ever entered the picture. I was always, always a kid who always smiling, was laughing. Um, who always saw the positive side of everything. After becoming blind, I'm the same person. Um, my, my motto, man, is I hate to cry. I'd rather laugh. I want to be smiling. And the 99.9% of my life is just that. It's always focused forward. It, it's grateful. Um, now there's days, of course, that, that there's days that, that stuff gets to me, um, where things don't work out, that you're frustrated or you wake up, you're not feeling good. Um, you look at where you're at in life. You know, we talked earlier about being almost 40 and, and you're like, hey, what the heck's going on? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. I'm not married. Um, you see all these other people who, who seem like life's just perfect. And you're like, what the heck? Um, but, but no, for, for me, man, um, I fortunately, um, I'm very, I'm very positive, very, uh, focused forward. I'm, I'm always, I'm always thinking and doing because when, when Kevin is not focused on something, when Kevin is, is not setting out to, to create something new, to, to do something new with my business, to, to pivot, to do something. If I just sit and, and do nothing. Yeah, it's easy to let my mind go to the dark places. Right. I just make an extra effort to not let that happen. Um, because I don't want to feel that. And I know it's not serving me. Right. And it's not serving those around me for me to be like that. And so I try with all my might to to fill my days with with the good stuff. Um and and for me, you know, I am blessed with the fact that that is just part of my personality. Right. Um, I get you know, that some people, we're all just different, you know? So, so me, luckily, luckily, I don't, I don't got too much rage happening, you know? Okay. Um, but, um, you know, I just, um, you know, man, for, for the most part, dude, um, I just, every day, I just, I just live life. I mean, it, it's not all not all amazing, you know, I mean, you, we, there's many things that I, I wish I, I could do. I, I was doing, but you know, sometimes you're just living life. And, um, 
my whole goal, man, with every day is just just to wake up just smiling, to praising God, to to being sure that I tell my family I love them, uh, be sure that I, I can do something to, to make somebody smile, to make their day. Um, heck, that's why, that's why I have a whole thing of podcasts I do. It, it's just wanting to just use what's happened to me as a gift uh, to be able to to show the rest of the world that, you know what, like, whatever you're going through, you can get through it too, because I've done it. Right. And I'm here to be your cheerleader to let you know that you, you can do it too. Well, you're definitely my fucking cheerleader. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, it's big because I, it's, that's, that's, that's the biggest asset that I still miss about Matthew was someone who would call on the daily and believe in you with a with sincerity and a pure motive as well you know yeah and um and once again it's really rare to find i know people hate when now if you diversify the it's what men go through versus what women go through but i mean from a man (laughs) from a man's perspective like it's hard to find and and not that like we it's what it is to be a man is not to be told that you're great on the most of the time you don't get that and it's it's probably what keeps great men greater is that we're not you're not supposed to do it for the reward you're supposed to do it for the because you have to and but it is very refreshing and it is soul enriching to be told and or be recognized for things that you've done and it's it's well received man that you and it's and it's absolutely reciprocated and at a at a at a I I tilt my head up to you because I tell you the the ironically the your show even being called grit grace and inspiration I mean the grit we I play soccer and I got a buddy of mine who uses that word all the time he's like where's the grit where's the grit um, it it takes a constant renewal of 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 staying busy mentally and staying positive and the fact that you have this this optimistic outlook on all things life considering that you would have every right to be a raging lunatic and well deserved you would have every right to be i'm not even kidding you bro i i I think you're the only human being i've ever met that has gone through a medical error so to speak it it could be branded that way i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say but like the you meet people all day long as we're adulting now that like, you know, they go get their teeth cleaned and they don't feel clean. So they're going to sue the doctor. And it's like, dude, chill, bro. Yep. Like, and it, beco- <laughs> it becomes their life mission to, 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 to ruin. And, and, and there is a lot of people that have been affected negatively by real things. And in your case, there could be a life mission right now of yours to, 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 you know, to, to make what right what was wrong. And I'm proud of you that I'm still sure that those emotions or thoughts or concepts have crossed your mind or even your family's, but it's not your life's mission. And it's not your, it's not your brand. It's not your, it's not your identity. And that was the biggest thing I learned when I went through, uh, when my lifestyle was changed due to an injury 
I remember I was I was the this the praying and the and the counsel that I received, which is so amazing, by the way. I, I feel like anyone out there that's listening to this that's going through something, the the chances are that someone's gone through it with different variables, maybe different color hair, maybe different geographical situation. But the similarities of the problem, the injury, or or the scenario, take the time to look into any time. My, my biggest reason was nine. I say with me, it was ninety nine percent asking and one percent receiving, as far as how I got through my situation and and still go through it. But finding like minded people that hopefully are are being positive into your mindset. Don't find a bunch of miserable fucks. But finding like-minded people, and I found people, No, I don't know who they were, they were audio-based podcasts of people that had gone through very similar injury, recovery, etc. And one of the biggest things that I learned was I had to, remember, I had to re-identify myself because my identity that I had coined myself as being variable X was no longer a variable in my, 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 my Rolodex. And I was very pissed off about that. And I remember going, I cannot, that I was not that person anyways. It was a, it was a, it was a hobby. It was a passion. It was an activity. So I needed to re-identify myself and find and, and remake myself, but with the common core of me being me. And I'm proud of you because somehow, some way, and obviously I think we can both agree through the grace of God and your perseverance and staying and wrestling with him. But, you know, Kevin Lowe had to go from being a, you know, four by four Ford guy with, with dirt bikes and, 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 and all the things to Kevin Lowe fill in the blank. And yep. that's hard. To not only find sound mind, sound body, but now doing it with a with a handicap is unbelievable. It's 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 so. In my opinion, I don't know. I don't. I I think I speak for anyone that's probably met you, whether they've had the courage, the articulation, or the just the the. the I love you, man. I'm like so. I'm I'm absolutely. I've literally talked about this exact situation where I wondered what it would have been like to have had sight, to lose it, and what would have been better, never seeing or knowing what something did look like and now not being able to see it. And that's not something I'm asking you. I'm more just saying to you that thought could dehabilitate any person I've ever even thought and ran that question by because it's something that you go, I don't even want to think about that. And you're living that. And I'm beyond, to me, it's more admirable than being the, all the people and things that we do in this high fructose corn syrup way of living. And we, we, we put people on pedestals that are sports athletes and pretty and sexy and cool. And this means shit to me. Guys that are doing what you're doing, and this by no means is me just trying to build you up, bro, to like to, to, to make you love me. I, this is just, I'm going over in what I call the analogy of like FIFA rankings. I correlate everyone with like FIFA. You're, you're 90, the highest you can get on FIFA rankings is 99. You are 99 across the board, bro. You're, you're, 
That's because I'm telling you this. Being that I deal with my own my own raging Hulk on the daily, and no one knows about it because once again, the minute I leave my door, I treat people very well, even when I'm not. But in the privacy of my own four walls, I have to beat this Hulk up. Uh, I gotta I gotta put him in a headlock, fucking make him pass out and 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 get out of the house before he wakes up. And I'm proud of you that it seems that you beat the shit out of him. And he doesn't even have a place in your soul. That's yeah. amazing, man. That's not normal. I hope you realize that that's not normal. Yeah, well, you know, man, I, I, I appreciate honesty and everything. Everything you just said. Because, um, you know, man, it's, it doesn't always feel like that. You know what I mean? Like, like. You go through, you go through the day, and, and you know I feel like you know you you post stuff on Facebook, and you know you post of course the highlights, and uh-huh. and you know I, I I get on you know interviews, and, and I'm talking to you, and, and we we talk about this stuff, but and you're right, I mean that that is me, that is me, but it helps to hear it as a reminder sometimes from an outside perspective because. As you, the person living it, like you don't feel like that. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't think of it. You know, it's just, it's just you. It's just life. And so to hear you say all of that, it, it means a lot to me. Well, I say it to you because it's, it's, it's truth. I say it to you also with the impact of knowing that, to, in an hour from now. If not five minutes from now after the show, life is life and it's going to fucking sting. And it's, <laughs> it can, but I'm, I, I know today I may, for those that may be listening and, and if there's their first time them hearing me and or you, I, I'm coming off very like, geez, what's this guy's problem? Like, what's he so angry about? I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not at all a grumpy guy in general i'm just being very transparent with the fact that i can i can let life get to me really quick first thing in the morning and it takes a lot for me almost using the like the analogy of like the old school cartoony crank of a car where you had to like wind that son of a gun up and like wrong wrong not that i've ever even done that but i've seen it on cartoons you know and like I can, that's kind of what takes me in the morning to really, I make it a point, and by, this is the caveat to me saying this too, because sometimes you hear these things people say, and you're like, must be nice, like, okay, Mr. Gandhi, like, okay, that's how life is, but I, (laughs) I wake up, I try as hard as I can to suppress my desire and the, the dopamine to pick my phone up and to look into this, to the, that. And the first thing I do is I open my phone and I, I, I read a Bible verse and even, I make myself say it out loud as best I can, even though I get even though I fail a lot. Sometimes I read it and I don't even two seconds as I'm reading it, I'm not even paying attention. So I try as best I can to focus on. I use the Bible Gateway app and I read a verse. I try to say it out loud. I try to remember where I'm reading it from. Of course, I never do. I can't even tell you. I, today was in, I, I read something about this, the word being a two-edged sword and it can cut bone and tendon, but I can't recite it. I don't read it to go brag. I don't read it to go try to memorize it and tell someone at coffee today I read it. I just do it for myself and my relationship with God. 
to be the first thing that I'm injecting in my soul and my eyes and my body to be to be manna, to be bread, to be to be the word. And then I actually, this is newer. I've been saying Jesus like two or three, four times just so that the first things out of my mouth are Jesus. You know, no, no, you know, nothing bad, nothing good, just Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And not not saying it in a means of, of blasphemy, like Jesus, Jesus, like Jesus. But really, really trying to chew on him. And of course, all of this is happening within five seconds. So I don't want people to think that I'm sitting here for an hour you know with a gong in the background like hallelujah like this is like as i'm now waddling to go take a piss and shit so like people i'm just trying to say i make it a point to keep my mind focused as best i can on not all the bullshit that we're about to step into good bad and indifferently and what i mean by bullshit it's not even neg negativity it's emails whether they're good or bad it's the it's anything and anyone that's that needs you or wants you the first thing that i try to do is put god first and then everything else seems to usually for the day even when there's a curveball work out in grace and in in in, in a non-friction format even when there is you know like okay this is not what i want i've already asked and you know what I try to do a lot too, and I I can see when I pray with people sometimes because I don't I don't pray with people unwillingly. It's more of those that are like that have either called me or have shared with me a will be gone, and then I'll say, "Are you a praying person?" And I'm once again I'm not trying to change them more than I am just holding God accountable to His Word. And I wrestle with them. I wrestle with them out loud, and I'll say, "You said this stuff. I didn't say this stuff." I didn't say if you ask, you shall receive. I can't. I can't cash that out. I didn't say that if I, if I, you know, if if I if I tie that will come back. I didn't say that if I X Y. And and it's crazy because from what I know, and I still know zero. I mean, very little of the word off the top of the dome. But the little I do know is he doesn't make a ton of promises. There's not like promise after promise after promise after promise. It's more of there's a few things he holds and he gave us the best promise ever. And that is you ask, you shall receive. And I, I, I know that can be probably abused and, and manipulated from a, from a secular perspective. Like, well, I asked for the hot bitch and the, the, the Lambo. So I'm like, well, I don't know if it works that way, but hey, go for it, bro. I don't care. Like. Ain't, ain't, ain't my prayer, but if that's what you want, you might get it. But I try to hold God to his account, like accountable to the word he wrote because my, my heart is right. And my, and my, and I, and I really want, as we're getting older, I really start to understand they they say, you know, it says in the word about grieving the Holy spirit and this, that, and the other. And I, and I try to correlate that with like, the dating world, right? Like women in general, or even just anyone, any kind of companionship. Like if you say you're going to be there, then be there. And if you're not, I can promise you after five times of not being there, maybe even one time, that person, whether companion or friend is going to tell you to fuck off. And, yep. you, and, and obviously God doesn't say fuck off, but you're going to have to realize he, he wants a relationship with you just like anyone else would be. So don't use him as yeah. an ATM. Don't use him as a, as a cry box or soap box. Stay, and I, I, I know this is a buzzword because Mark Wahlberg says it in all his posts, but like 
stay prayed up. And when things are good, I try to pray even harder. I actually, I stop my, when I'm, when I hit those moments of pure bliss or euphoria where it's like, wow, like I'm just getting back from a, a trip or I, I, I just get off the phone like today and I'm just zinging and I'm like, I try to actually, once again, I'm not trying to win an Academy Award people, but I actually try to put praise and worship on, put my, close my eyes, raise my hands and thank him because I know a season's coming anyways. And I'd say, you know what, Lord, you need a little, I, I want to love you because, because you've been good to me. You've been real good to me. And I and I don't think not one bad thing comes from God. But I do know that life is life. And I mean, you are living testimony of the one area still that I don't want to say I, 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 I get mad or I curse or I get like I shake my fist at him. But one of the things I kind of just shake my head subtly back and forth sometimes. And I'm like, why, why all this shit, Lord? Why? Like, why the, it, to me, it's like, why the, why the matrix? You know, why, why the whole process? If, if it's really, which I do believe, by the way, I don't get caught up on like, were there dinosaurs? I don't, I, I think there were, I don't care if there wasn't, it's not going to infringe on my relationship or salvation, but you know, was it really 40 days and 40 nights? I don't know. Like, I don't care. Um, was it, was it really a snake? That talk to Eve, I don't know. I, but of course, these are things that can dehabilitate someone looking for a reason not to want to do something. And I and I I give them that I give anyone credit in that arena that says I don't believe in X because it doesn't make sense. Hundred percent good. Where I give them the empathy and or the grace, where I can say, well, I also don't know what the hell's going on either. Like, why space? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. You know, like, why, 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 why pain? Why agony? Why cancer? Why disease? Why, why? Yeah, obviously, there's no sting in death, but why, why what happened to you? Why? And I, those questions can cause a person to lose not only their salvation. But respect for the uh, their 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 society, their tribe, their job, right. their companion. Because you know what? Yeah, for anyone out there preaching, it's easy to say something nice is lying. It is not easy to go to the gym. It is not easy to pray. It is not easy to not punch someone in the face, and it's a lot harder to go to the gym, to smile, to not punch the person in the face. It's very hard to stay in prayer. It's very hard not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's very hard. To persevere a, an attitude of gratitude when shit fucking sucks. And I'm proud of you on that level because I don't, you know, as one thing that can be that can be absolutely unanimously agreed upon is that society, irregardless of any state, any country, it seems to be the 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 way that the world, the way that the Bible has to come to fruition is. What was wrong has to be right. And it seems that people, the media, the internet, humans in general will focus on that. I think it's still no more than 1% of the world that are assholes and, and or just let's call it stupidity. And it is so focused on, it is so hovered upon, it is so publicized. 
whether it's the big titty woman that we don't know or it's the hurricane that didn't hit us and all we do is saturate ourselves and we engulf ourselves as a society because it triggers something in our flesh that's attractive. For some reason to this day, everyone would be the first to slow down on the side of a highway to see a car flipped over more than they would to see someone handing food to a homeless person. It's just the way that it is. Yep. And I don't know yep. what I don't know if that's systematically the way that the enemy has still got its code in the matrix for some reason what you know why are we still so in love with weird shit or or we're born into sin. I don't know why we have this attraction towards odd shit. I don't get it. But I'm I'm thankful for guys like you that bring light to a very dark area and go, you know what? If I could fucking do it, you can do it. And I don't I don't even think I don't ever I've never heard you even say that. But by you but inadvertently by you sharing your story, by you sharing your 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 all the things that you post, all the, your your what you give me is you make me want to become a better person because if you can do it there's no excuse that no one else can do it. And I say that out of love for you, brother. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I thank you. I thank you. And, and, and you know, man, I wanted, to, I wanted to go back to something that you said said a little bit ago. And you are talking about about the, the morning, how you choose to start your day. You know, and I, I like to think of it like, you know, every day we get a new cup. And the faster we can fill it with the good stuff, harder it is then to get filled up with the bad stuff, you know? And so I, for myself, the most powerful thing that I do to start my day to fill that cup is the same way that I end my day. Is the first thing that I say to God is the last thing I say to God. And I thank him. Wow. Is I thank God for everything that I can think of. And in and, and some days, you know, some days, um, maybe there's not something way on your, on your mind, but, you're darn bad. I could at least tell God, hey, thank you for the for the AC that was working last night. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the bed. Thank you for my home. Thank you for the sheets. Thank you for, for the agenda I have today that I'm looking forward to. And I feel like if you can fill your heart with gratitude, it is so much harder for negativity to enter. It's That's... It's you. You hit it on the head, man, and that's it's. It's ultimately that whole attitude of 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 being gracious, being thankful, and yeah, you know, it took me, me personally, post high school, it took me removing my. I didn't know what I was doing in the moment, but I was slowly but surely removing myself of all things materialistic and let's just call it first world problems. I. Yeah. I found myself in a position and still do to this day that I can feel the matrix pulling at me going, your floorboards are dirty and you should get newer ones. You're, you should get a better <laughs> faucet. Your windows are not good. There, You should get better ones. Your car sucks. You're, you should get this. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I've, you're, you, you, have no, you should get a new bathing suit. It's old now. You should do, and it's all of a sudden. I'm thankful that none of it, none of it creeps in. It's almost like 
it's like that it's like the the spawn effect like when when something's consuming you and it's like consuming your whole body and before you know it it's it's you're engulfed in it like flames i'm thankful that i've had like a retardant on me since i was young which takes a constant daily daily application of this this retardant i have to put on and that is it you said something too um life is short and I, I, I say something, I, I've, I've coined something in my own life where life just isn't really that serious. And yeah. that's not well yeah. received. I had some airplane banter with a guy probably singing and dancing <laughs> in the seventies. And it was just him and I on a, on a two hour flight. And we, he, he had a, he was very, very starchy and stoicy, and we, you know, saved the world kind of demeanor. As by the way, we we're flying Allegiant, so I was like, brother, we need to tone it down a bit here. We're not. We both have to just be realize that we're not on a PJ here, okay? So, but I said to him, life just isn't that serious, and he like gasped. And he was just like, life is very serious. You need to take it very seriously. And I, I think he didn't realize what I was trying to imply. And that is nothing really fucking matters. It's all, yep. everything's going to crumble, rust, decay, and die, and pass away. And it's a, and I don't use that in a way of, now I'm going to go shoot up a school. No, 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 no. It means go skip hop laugh somersault and 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 do something crazy and yeah. that's what i try to imply is it's okay you're not your khakis you're not your job you're not your girlfriend you're not your boyfriend you're not your nothing it's all great but it's all stuff that's been given to you and it will be gone in a blink of an eye and you will be and and now when you're left and dude i've i'm i'm you are the actual, you are the leader of this saying. And that is something that I coined when I was really, really young. And I removed myself from everyone and anything that I knew. Internet, AC, comfort, anything. Living in a third world country for quite some time by myself in this shed. I remember when the ringing inside of your ears becomes music. I believe in that moment is when you're on the brink of rebirth. Not just spiritual, but there's nothing louder, and especially in today's society, there's nothing louder in this era than silence. And we are all guilty of inundating ourselves with white noise. And I'm not mocking it, by the way. I'm guilty of all this shit. I'm, I'm very, very rarely in silence, and it drives me nuts. And I try to make myself, when I'm left with, I still deal with this on a day, on, um, more than the average quote-unquote American, so to speak, because I spend a lot of time in places that are still very under underdeveloped. So there are times where I go, which may sound ludicrous to those that deal with it on a weekly or monthly basis, but I've gone 48 to 72 hours, no air condition, no electricity, no water, no comfort, no nothing. And, and, and literally wondering when all of it's going to turn back on or be okay. And, and silence, utter deafness, silence. And it sucks. 
And I, those moments, I try to really, really wrestle with God and saying, make me okay because I am not okay. I hate it. I hate it. And I think yeah. it's, I think you've, you've, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, we, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And that's, those are those moments that I, I try to make sure I'm prepared for because the car may not start, the girl may not answer, the job may not like you. The, the, the guy down the road flicked you off. It's all coming. And there's a lot of positivity in it because at the end of the day, you came in alone, you're going out alone. And I'm, yep. I'm, I'm really, really proud of you that you've looked at life as anything beyond you is an added bonus. And I think when you have that gratitude attitude, it really makes you realize that AC is not a right. It's a it's a luxury. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and, and anything beyond, I mean, and you can boil it down to even your own breath is not a right. Yeah. It's a luxury. So kudos to you for exercising that. And I know once again, the caveat to this people that are listening, this doesn't mean that a guy like Kevin or a guy like me are sitting here farting fucking rainbows. People we're, it's a constant daily, if not minute to minute renewal of the mind and going nothing or no one, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. I will defeat this. And it really works. I, say, I probably say that more than anything else because I don't know the Bible very well off the top of the dome. But that one right there, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And that this is not my, my battle is not between flesh and blood, but it's spiritual I make sure I realize that because whether it's a pending issue with insurance, whether it's an open-ended issue with a customer, maybe it's something that you didn't do wrong and you're dealing, you have to make something right. Nothing will beat you if you give it to Lord first, let him be your representative. And then now you've got all you need and you can rest with the, 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 the sidebar of not being idle. I think there's a whole nother segment and subject matter and, you don't just pray and then go lay down and go tomorrow the Ferrari and the big girl, the big boob girls coming over to the house. <laughs> Not happening. You got to stay busy, yeah. right? You got to, you still got to mow your lawn if you, if you're looking for, a, if you're trying to win the best award of, of lawn in the town, for God's sake. But I think you got it. And I'm, and I, once again, I admire it. You are, you are, a, you're fucking a morsel of amazingness, bro. Like that's, I'm just I'm I'm so glad we finally talked and I just want you to know I'm sure this goes without saying but you got a homie in me you got a cheerleader in me you got someone who's I'm I'm I'm, my hotline's always open and I believe in you and I know I say it rather liberally but I really love you I know sometimes people are like you're not supposed to say you love them unless you die for them nah I love you bro and (laughs) it's it's healthy to hear and I want you to know that, and I admire you, and um, I'm just so glad we connected, man. Dude, um, I can't, I can't thank you enough. Um, I, dude, talking to you, um, you know, man, it, you, you should say you're a positive person, you could be a positive person, but sometimes you need some other people with some energy to help you, kind of give you that extra boost, and that is exactly what talking to you has done. For me today is I'm smiling bigger. I'm I'm more jacked up about the rest of this day than I, I was before we sat down. 
Um, good talking to you has been an absolute blast, honor. Um, it, it's making connections, man. I, I've learned that in this life, there's one thing that matters the most, and it's, it's the people that we interact with. And, and I've learned that you never know somebody till you, till you get to know somebody. And, and getting an opportunity to just sit down with you, have this heart-to-heart conversation, get to know somebody. And um, and I uh, thank you so much for the opportunity, dude. Likewise, the opportunity will always be there. I think um, uh, you're 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 an inspiration. You're actually part of the beginning process of me kickstarting my show back up. So I'm thankful and honored to even have you have you. And your story means the world to me. And um, it's what I it's what I try telling people in the in the wild thought side of life, they say, what, what, why are you always so happy and jovial and this, that, and the other? And I say, because I take time to, to, to enjoy the chitty. And, and I think listening to people is very important. And I, and I, I appreciate you even wanting to share because that's another thing that's, I think happening in society in general is that people feel that sharing has to be done on the behalf of a psychologist or someone licensed. And I say, I, I appreciate that. But I also say, I don't think it has to only be that way. I think all of us at the end of the day are here for, we're all actually connected. And I'm not trying to sound like that guy, like saving the whales and the trees, but it's true. <laughs> like we're yeah. really, we really are a connected species and we are, we care. And just like a mother can pick up a car on that's on top of their child, that's not, that's not normal. That defies physics, that defies reality, and it breaks the code of the matrix. I think that same love and that agape way of exercising an unconditional love and an approach is possible by staying patient and kind and giving someone grace and forgiveness and realizing that they don't maybe, not everyone has something to give. Maybe someone has something, give give them something, you know, and uh, yeah. You're, you've done that today for me, man. So I appreciate you. I guess what we'll do is um, we'll wrap up. I'm gonna I'm gonna. This was my first time ever doing the the recording via the phone, but I think it went well. And uh, what I'll do is I'll be in touch with you, and uh, I'll let you know once it goes live. And um, I love you, man. And I'm sh- let's be in touch. You can call me anytime you want a chitty chat Absolutely. and anything I can do to help you grow or just remind you that you're you're amazing, man. I'm I'm here for you. Dude, thank you so much, and uh, likewise, and at uh, some point in time, man, we need to meet up for lunch or something, dude. It would be awesome to actually meet you. Um, you're an awesome, dude. Thank oh, you. Likewise, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, man. Have an awesome day. All right. You too, buddy. Bye. See ya.